I'm torn between was he Jack the Ripper or did he just know Jack the Ripper? Jen, welcome back to the table. I'm glad to be sober again, honestly, but that's about to be ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to um, today's episode. This is our first time that we're recording in daylight, um, and we are going to do a double header today on this recording day, so we're very excited. Well, we don't know that for sure. That's true. Jen, that is all based on the fact that you can pace yourself. I'm going to behave myself during this episode. All right. But the next episode, all bets are off. Yeah. So for Independence Day, 4th of July, it's raining out, um, but that's okay because you don't need to be outside to podcast, and we're going to do a double header for you guys. Hopefully, um, we'll make it, and by we, I mean me. The clue for this episode was cream. Oh, cream. Okay. What about the the next episode coming up? Pie. Oh, so together is what? Cream and pie. Oh. (laughs) You're such a wise ass. So I, I need to point out that that was... Intentional. Totally coincidental. Yeah, no, right. I, so. I, I wanted Watch to do... Watch it have nothing to do with either of these things. Yeah, he probably. just wanted them I to be wanted, cream pie. No, I, I wanted to do both of these episodes eventually. And l- as luck has it, today's well, the day. So. Well, you, you have a t- full control in choosing you these. You literally like, cringed before you told yeah. Nicole and I the... That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You were bracing yourself for the punchline. You were. Which I got immediately, but it took Jen about five minutes to understand. What were you thinking of? Oh, stop. You you and I both know what you're thinking of. So let's get on with our drink of the day. All right. For this first doubleheader, we did some brunch or breakfast, I guess is what normal people call it. Um, It's So we're having coffee with... Uh, Irish, Irish cream, cream the yeah. Irishman, which not only has the cream, it also has Ooh. Irish whiskey in it. That's yummy. Uh, yes, it is. I'm enjoying that very much. Yes, it is yummy. Oh, yeah, it's good. And Jen, you have our first surprise shot of the day. Surprise shots! That was really bad. I don't know what that was. Well, try it again. No. No. I would like to point out that this is surprise shots at 10.30 a.m. in the morning. Don't right. judge us. So, yeah, no judging. On a, on a work day. It's It's Wednesday. a holiday. There's two components There's to this. There's two components to this. One of them is or- a glass of orange juice. Yes. So you take the shot and you follow it. Immediately. Immediately. What, what is this? Wait, we it, don't it's know. It's a surprise. It's a surprise shot. Hang on. What, okay. What's the point of the orange juice? Is it going to be really bad? All right. So we can do this one of two ways. We can either drop the shot in the orange juice or we can take the shot and chase it with the orange well, my, juice. Well, my shot has a big shark attached to it. So. All ahead. right. Cheers, people. Cheers. Well, it was like a liqueur of some kind more. Kind of. So this is what we call a full Irish breakfast. You have Irish, you have Jameson or other kind of Irish whiskey, butterscotch liquor, and then orange juice. So it was a combo. Yeah, it was a combo. Oh, the butterscotch liqueur. Yeah, I could taste it. It tastes like one of those. Yeah, I liked it. it. Tastes like one of those Werther's or whatever. Werther's originals. Werther's. Werther's. Yeah, my grandma used to have them. I think everyone's grandma has them. Werther's. So it's half Jameson, half butterscotch Uh liqueur? Uh Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah. 
and the orange juice. juice. Interesting orange combination. Juice. But it was good. It I was. Liked it. And that's called a full Irish breakfast. Mm-hmm. I meant to mention this in the last episode, but I forgot. So, important update. This is uh, going back to episode eight with our <laughs> Top Gun episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. They are making Top Gun 2. Why? And it's going to have Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer in it. What? Val Kilmer's still alive? I yeah. guess. And they're oh, going to remake Highlight to the Danger Zone with Kenny, Lo- Kenny Loggins. No. Kenny Wait, it's going to be like these old guys. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing they're doing a sequel. That's going to be great. No, Goose dies. Goose dies. All right, guys. So we have two awesome new comments that we want to make sure we're shouting out. Uh, the first one is from Love and Life One Three Two Nine, who wrote, "Love, love, love these three and how they come together and talk murder to us. You guys make me LOL. Keep it up. Thanks, Love and Life. Thanks, Love and Life." We make ourselves LOL too, so it's nice to know that we make someone else LOL. And we're glad Thanks. that you're Love and Life. Thanks, Oven Life. <laughs> you're literally the okay. most unnecessary person like that has ever existed. Everything he says, like only half of it has purpose. That's Everything right. else is not. Our next comment that we have with a five-star review is from Tissy and Peter. Love this podcast. I love how these ladies ask the same questions I'd be asking, and John tells the story so well. He really does his research. Keep them coming. Well, thank you, Tissy and Peter. Yeah, And I will keep them coming. Well, Not this me. has to be sexual. <laughs> no. No, the stories, I will keep them coming. Okay. Yeah. You got, you, you, you heard his innuendo. That, I did. And what, I just see, what, what is it? All right. So you automatically think this story is about everything. cream pies. No. Yes. Everything cream you pie, do is innuendo. Yes. Literally, the review says, keep them coming. And all I said was, I'll keep them coming. It's the way you said it. It's, how? That's right. It's I'm not what it. you say. Like it's you how said you Keep it. them you coming. You said... I'll keep them coming instead of saying, I'll keep them coming. Thanks. You know, I'll keep them coming. Thanks. No, no, no. Your emphasis is on the wrong syllable. Your syllable. No, you syllable. So, what? Have you seen that? It's some like, yeah, your emphasis is on the wrong syllable instead of syllable. You guys are dirty minded. I told you this podcast episode, the hint was about cream. Now give me your best guess to what in the hell you think it's about. Pass. Um, I think the murder or murderers that take place are brutal beatings and they're creamed. <laughs> That's it? I don't know. You think... That was my guess because sometimes they're really obscure. You think by murdering... I use the word creamed. Oh, he got creamed just so I can make the yep. episode cream pie. Yes. Yep. Are you serious? Can you be a little more imaginative, please? Someone gets killed at a dairy farm. <laughs> <laughs> if you click in the description, if you listen to on Stitcher or Grinder um, or Tinder, in the description will be the drink. Also, the book that I'm pulling this information from is called Prisoner 4374, and it is... Free if you're a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, which I am because I love Kindle. It's a very, very great book. It was rated by Huffington Post as so, so great. I forgot the review. So, but, <laughs> so I'll be quoting from them so I don't have to say everything. Hang on. Um, do we announce who won the Amazon gift card out of our two comments? Oh, let me pick from a hat. All right, Jen, tell us who's winning it. Brrr. 
Tissy and Peter. All right, Tissy and Peter. Tissy and Peter. Leave us a five-star review and comment, and you too can earn a $10 Amazon gift card. Thanks, people. Or leave us a four-star review and get an $8 Amazon gift card. (laughs) (laughs) What date? 1986. You, Jen? 2004. 2004. Damn, you're like right on the money. Holy shit. Jen? Am I? Jen is the winner of today's question. Is it really 2004? March 31st. 1876. I was going to say that. No, I really was. I really was. How do you go from 2004 to 1876? No, because I was like, it can't be 1876 because the past few have been from this this century. So You wow. were going to say 1876. I swear I was. You are such a liar. No, so it was God. the 100-year anniversary of our revolution. That's, that's, that's not the song. Whatever. It's Wait, sing the something. song again. No, that's Hail to the Chief. That's Hail to the Chief. Whatever. We no longer, you know, bow to the king. Okay, so May 27th, 1850, this guy was born. This guy. Tell me what you guys know about Jack the Ripper. Well, I remember recently reading that he might be related to Meghan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the guy? Is this the guy, Hughes? John H. Shelley? H.H. <clears throat> H. H. Holmes. He H. might H. Holmes. also H. H. be H.H. Holmes. And it's not him. Um, so I know Jack the Ripper was a murderer in London mm-hmm. in the 1800s, yes. and yes. he murdered prostitutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They believe that he may have been a doctor because of the way that he was able to like cut things out. Right? They also believe that he may have been a woman. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a one. He of the was a she. Well, no. Well, yeah. They say that uh, that's one of the theories, and that's how that um, the killer got away because no one would have suspected a woman. She would have taken. She would have like changed her clothes and stuff hmm. like she would have taken the i don't know she would have taken the victim's clothes before it got all bloodied and then would change into those after her clothes got all bloodied or something hmm. okay so and so the and they would have it like the probably did not like women in some way shape or form yeah the, so it may still be in certain parts today but back then it was infested with Street walkers, basically whores. Uh, who, London? Yeah. Is so, that where we are? <clears throat> we're going to visit. You sound like you're from London. We're going to visit a couple places. But the reason I brought up Jack the Ripper is because this guy has been pointed at, and there has been some accusations made and some very convincing arguments that this guy is actually Jack the Ripper. Really? Why? Because he's been convicted of other murders? The And the MO is similar? Okay, he did get executed. The he got he got hung. Hanged. Hanged. And the hangman <laughs> He was hung. Hang on, you have to, no, hanged. He was it's hung, hanged. man. He's wants to read a poem he was about hung being hung. Using them penis pumps, he got hung. <laughs> oh my god. It's hanged. It's hanged, babe. So this guy was hung no. like a donkey. Oh <laughs> gross. <laughs> Okay, so when he was hanged, yes, the hangman put the <laughs> potato sack over his head, yeah, wrapped the thing around his neck, the, the noose. noose, tightened it up, and then he said, like every prisoner that's about to get executed, do you have any final words to all the victims that you slayed, you murdered? 
And all he said was, goodbye, Jack. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Because his name wasn't Jack. Did he have a lover named Jack? No, he didn't. Hmm. In fact, he didn't know anyone named Jack. Well, how do we know that? He's got to know somebody named Jack. He doesn't know anyone named Jack. In fact, his name is Thomas. Doctor. Oh. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Dr. Thomas Neil. Dr. Thomas Neil Cream was his name. Wow. Yeah. And he was known as the Lambeth Poisoner. Was it, where he was, cr- his... was it Cream, C-R-E-A-M? Yeah, C-R-E-A-M, Cream. Now, oh. this was probably before the word cream pie was invented, I'd imagine. <laughs> what, oh, what? I don't know how that Sorry. relates. <laughs> Since pie is the clue of our next story. <laughs> What's going on? Listen. Frank's on to you. That's why I had these internet shut down. He knows what you're doing. Oh, come on. Frank knows what we're doing? Yes. And honestly, guys, it's from it's always you should sunny. be ashamed of yourselves. Really? What? I'm not ashamed. I'm a little bit ashamed, but I think that's natural. Well, look, here's the thing. Now <laughs> Frank wants to start doing it, too. So what? So what? Let him do it. Well, he wants me to do it with him. I assumed you two did that already. Me too. No. And now he wants us to do it with the Chinese guy across the street. So I knew you wouldn't be into that. Well, no, I'm not into that. That's bizarre. Exactly. I feel like I should be doing it with you guys. And yeah. <laughs> this is getting weird and messy. I, I don't want to get you involved. There's too many people. Just go do it with Frank. Okay, well, is Dean on it? Ew. God, no. Wait, that's why she's at the factory, to distract her. Come on, guys. It should be you and me, okay? I like cream pies as much as the next guy. Oh, say it out loud. Okay, okay, okay. Let me make a cream pie for you, okay? <laughs> then you can try it. See what you think. <laughs> I do not want to taste your cream pie. <laughs> they taste great. I can guarantee it. <gasps> You've tasted yours? Of course I have. Haven't you? No. I've tasted mine. I didn't like it. <laughs> I tasted mine. I, I like mine. Whatever, dude. If you don't care about the taste, fine. All right, but they're not just going to be for us anyway. It's not... What? We're going to sell them to everyone in Philly. Who the hell is going to want to buy it? Everyone's going to want to buy it. Everyone loves them, especially little kids. Get it. <laughs> dude, I'm not watching a kid do it. And dude, you are going to get in a lot of trouble. Hell no, dude. It's not like I'm going to do it without the parents' permission. I'll do it. Oh, no parent is going to let you. Go. Parents are going to watch. They're going to be so psyched to see how happy the kid is. What are you talking about? overseas for that. That's no. Just, no, you don't. That's as American as it gets. Guys, you got to think about this as a business venture. All right? The three of us combining our ingredients, making like one gigantic, delicious green pie. Some little kid's sucking it down. <laughs> paying us for the pleasure. Oh. Wait a second. What kind of cream pie are you talking about? What kind of cream pie are you talking about? Um, All right. Woo! Okay. So what's his 1850, name? 1850, he was born. Boom. What was his first name? Thomas Cream? <clears throat> Thomas Neil Cream. Wait. Another three named person. Oh, yeah. Thomas Neil Cream. But he was a doctor. Did he have any other professions? Was he a cobbler by chance? No, he wasn't a cobbler. He was strictly a doctor, and he was a very good student. So he student. was born in 1850, and he died in 1876? He, oh, he died. Young. You but, said 1876. But serial killers do start young. He, yeah. was, he died in 1892. Oh. So he was born Still in... Still young, 42. Yeah. Yeah, he was born in 1850, and he died in 1892. Hung. Hanged. Hanged, hanged to death. His last words were... Goodbye, Jack. Goodbye, Jack. He didn't so know anyone when named Jack. When were the um, Jack the Ripper murders? What years? Exact same time. Okay. So the the Ripper murders, if I'm not mistaken, happened within a five-year span 
around 1988. This is the Nine, same. Which is why I think or, it's bullshit. Me, 1888. Which 1888. I, I think it's bullshit that people think H.H. Holmes was also Jack the Ripper. Because he like traveled to London, but like that happened over a period of time. Yeah. I don't think H.H. Holmes A lot was of Jack people claim to be Jack the Ripper. This was a media... This is back in the day, and even now, I mean, it's even worse now, where newspapers and tabloids would do anything to sell papers. Mm-hmm. Just like and now. And they say anyone's related to stuff. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. yeah, they would do anything. So everyone was a suspect. In and fact, I they... I they... do anything for love, but, but I, I won't do that. No, no. I don't even know if that was the next yeah. note, but I think it worked. So they, they actually, for Jack the Ripper, they arrested hundreds of people, hundreds of guys. They needed to know who this guy was. And Thomas Neal Cream was in that vicinity. Uh, I can't believe his last okay, name. Okay, I know. I'm not going to say that anymore. Let's call him... Thomas. Dr. Cream. <laughs> 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 Dr. Love. Oh yeah, he was a lover. Doctor in March March thirty first, eighteen seventy six. He graduates with a doctorate degree in medicine. Right? Mm-hmm. And he is a very, very good doctor and a very good surgeon hmm. as well. Mm. And he's top of his class. And his all right, so his upbringing wasn't bad. His dad was uh, like an immigrant laborer, but I don't know if he was like in a management position, but he made good money and he saved a lot. So they actually, they didn't live an affluent lifestyle, but they affluent. didn't live in poverty, which a lot of people were. Affluent. What? Affluent. Affluent. No, affluent. <laughs> oh, he didn't live in a, aff- affluent. He didn't live in a, f- affluent. He didn't. He didn't live in affluent. Al- <laughs> Shit, what? What is it? Affluent? affluent. Yeah, there you go. He didn't live. He didn't live an affluent life, but he wasn't poor either, right? So cl- he was middle class. He upper middle class. All right. You know, but his his father still worked, right? So he was a great, a great student, and in fact, he graduated doctorate from the medicine of and mastery of surgery from McGill University. And then his dad actually fronted the money to continue his education. Isn't McGill in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All those I'm going to take you guys a couple places. I'm going to say, I'm going to take you guys repeatedly, so you keep up, Jen, okay? Let's not end up on the bathroom floor. I'm going to take you from London no to problems. Canada to Chicago. Oh, and Chicago, I'm take that's you, where And H. we're going to make Holmes a couple is. trips. Oh, and also where... Um, What's his face stayed at that hotel? Uh, who stayed at the hotel? The guy. The guy stayed at the hotel when he was killing the tomatoes. There's a lot of hotels in. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 from episode three. No, was it three or two? Yep, three. three. He was a great student. His dad earned the money to continue his education, and he ended up at the St. Thomas Hospital in South London. So now he's back in London. Okay, <clears throat> sound like you're from London. So. Guess what his thesis was? What? His master thesis, which was a phenomenal paper. Phenomenal. The removal of organs in humans. Your guess. Um, How to slice without getting too much blood. That is very suspicious. (laughs) His thesis was on the effects of chloroform. Oh. Oh. Now this is going to go. Which is like 
Go ahead. Right? It's, it, a, it's a very it's indiscreet way to kill people. Yeah, you put or, it. No, discreet way to kill people. Because it doesn't really, like, show up anywhere, yeah. right? I'm not, I'm not talking about this from experience, but you put a, you dab a little bit on a cloth, right? And then you sneak people, up behind. if in 50 years I'm found dead I don't give house. it 50. I give it, like, seven. What? Seven, well, where did I even buy chloroform? Seven years? That's a long time. Exactly. She said 50. I would dab. I mean, the person would dab a All little right, bit. All right. So if I die anywhere between now and in 50 years, if, if there's an un, unsure way of how I've died, check chloroform. Yeah. You dab a little bit of chloroform on a cloth. It's always the husband. And then you sneak up behind your prey. It's always the husband. And then you put your, you have your right hand. You, you actually put the cloth in your palm. And then you press it against their mouth. And then within probably a minute, they're passed out. And then you can do whatever you want with them. It's always the husband. That's not true. It's always the In husband. fact, this episode is brought to you by why women screw everything up. If it wasn't for women, this guy How wouldn't kill anyone. How is this brought to you by? What, is there an organization? Yeah. <laughs> I think there is, actually. I think there's uh. like, a, like a man organization. And I'm just going to call it the patriarchy. Yeah. This this episode is brought to you by the patriarchy. Um, this episode describes oh, why women the chauvinists why yeah, the women chauvinists. have completely ruined society. Oh. They have started oh. wars. So uh, there's what? Been, no, there's no, been no, no, no. yeah. Oh yeah. We bear your children. No, there's yeah. But yeah. look at all the drama that you cause. Well, if it weren't for women, then literally there would be like no population that's not true eventually we'd be able to reproduce asexually you know what that's no bullfrogs they put bullfrogs they separated male bullfrogs and over a period of a few years they were able to reproduce asexually that's good you guys should go ahead and experience childbirth i can't speak to it i've never born can't speak to it yeah but i think um bared i never bared a child before however never had a child growing in your womb that's no. correct, and neither have you. So, I, w- I want to point out that this guy, Dr. Cream, was Dr. Love. not only a doctor, which is a very prominent physician. Be my friend, you said you called Dr. Robert. he was also very, very attractive. Whoa. Not like those guys from Scrubs. I mean, this guy was very good looking. So, of course, all the women... I'm like, really, really, really yeah, so good looking. All the women wanted, you That's know, like some... Man. Dr. Cream in yes. them. Ridiculously. They wanted the cream. Hey, okay. We have yet to watch. Dr. Cream. We have yet to watch Anchorman as a group. Jen. I love Lamp. All the women. All the women I've wanted cream. I know. All the women wanted cream. I'm sure they did. And he was like 20, 24 at the they time. They all wanted that, that warm cream. They, they wanted the cream. All right. So anyway. He's like I mean, 24 at the time. Yeah. Where can he put this? <laughs> Uh, yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the whole world ahead of him. Would anyone like some whiskey for their coffee? I'll just no. do the Irish. But one. we all drink together. So, so you need. He met a girl named Flora. Flora. That was his like first romance, right? I like that name. And he loved her. Yeah, nice. You know, they love in. She loved him and everything else. And Flora, Bubba. her dad, was a prominent hoteler in Chicago. Hoteler? Hotelier. Hotel- uh, hotelier. Okay. So, 
Old Thomas Neil Cream. I can't believe that's his name. He lived up to his name and got her pregnant. Oh, well. <laughs> so, and then he convinced Flora, right, this beautiful girl with a rich family. Because, I mean, think about it. He's 24. He's a doctor. He can get any woman he wants. In fact, he has been getting every woman he wants. These women literally throw themselves I at him. I think people were more... Um, Sexually liberal than the people yeah. thought they Jenna, were back okay? in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm listening. All right, so he got her pregnant, and then she's freaking out. He's freaking out because, number one, I'm 24 years old. I don't want a wife. I don't want a baby. Are you kidding me? I got all these girls I could screw. That's true, babe. How do you feel now that you're 32? He was 24. I know. <laughs> so what does he do? He's like, all right, I'm, I just graduated from doctor school. Okay, <laughs> don't school. you can go anywhere. You can go to medical any, school. Uh, you can go to any back alley and get a abortion. Oh no! We'll but talk about that. Don't say anything about a coat hanger. But you can come to me. You know, just come over here, and I'll take care of it. So he gave her an abortion. Oh, yeah. What a stand up. He guy. was actually really good at surgery and. In fact, he, he became an abortionist. That was his trade. Was that illegal, though, back then? It no. was illegal. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I'll say later, he actually started, when he started his own practice, it was called Dr. Cream's Clinic for Women. So so, so his, his victims, then, were not just the women, but the babies he aborted. Could be. Uh, you could yeah, that. I mean, if you say that's murder... I meant, yeah. Oh, if you okay. I mean, some people don't think it's murder, but Harvard Law Journal just published a um, finding that they would they did a whole article about it that the um, a baby in the womb was should be considered to be a constitutional person. Hmm. Yeah, I have no opinion one way or the other. I just haven't really researched it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess he could murder those people too. Anyway, sorry, so, that's that's an that's something. I'm no, you're fine. So passionate it, about it could be, yeah, could, you could you could one could see that one way or the other for sure. So his so he gave her an abortion. Actually, I'm not sorry for having that opinion. Everyone's entitled to it. So he gave her a homemade abortion. With a surgery, or did he give her something with surgery? Okay. So he gave her an abortion. And then he put her, because they were in London that time, he put her back on the train, or not train, you know, the ship, sent her back to Canada, where she was from. Of course she was. Yeah, so, now, her dad, right, when she got home, she got really sick. From the abortion? Flora got really sick, and she was bedridden. And her dad, the wealthy hotelier, called in his private physician and his physician checked her out and knew from the going ons down there that she had recently had an abortion. So Hmm. he was pissed. The dad shows up. Thomas cream is staying in a hotel in Ottawa at the time. He travels back and forth from London to Ottawa. He shows up in a hotel. The dad Waving a shotgun, Ooh. yelling at Thomas Cream, Dr. Mm-hmm. Thomas Cream, that, you know, you got my daughter pregnant, you forced an abortion on her, 
you know, you better marry her, end of story. So they do. You know, he he had a shotgun point in his face. Of course he's going to marry her. So literally, <laughs> right after that, they're... Ah, uh, romance. They're, yeah, they're, they're getting married, so... Well, this is the time before romance, though. Yeah, I mean, you have sex before marriage. You got to marry her. Yeah. So September 11th, 1876. They were married, happily married. In fact, they were on their honeymoon, and they were having a wonderful time. Where are they honeymooning? They were still in Canada. Oh. So they got You know what this that part reminds me of that Ben Stiller movie, what's it called? The Heartbreak Kid. Where he like marries her on the spot kinda and then like he gets disastrous. Yeah. So he they get married, the whole family's there, right? This is pre honeymoon, I believe. They're in the same house the night of the wedding. They're all happy, happy, happy. And then Flora, his new wife, right? Falls asleep. And mysteriously dies. Dr. Cream sneaks out. Oh. And boards a passenger ship. Back to back London? Back to London. Yeah, what back to fuck? London. <laughs> like right after back they mar- they're married. London town. While the whole family slept, literally the entire family, the wealthy family slept, he snuck out, boarded a passenger plane, or passenger ship, went back to London, mysteriously... Flora dies. I literally just said that. <laughs> the chloroform? They didn't know the cause. They thought the death was natural. He receives a telegram. That was a natural cause at 20-something. He receives a telegram. Well, like we said in episode two, anyone can have a stroke. True. All right, let me tell you right I now. I thought I was having a heart attack a couple weeks ago. True. All right, it's, if, it's so rare. If you're going to murder someone... Think about going the poisonous route because it's very hard to trace and it can actually a lot of times be pushed off as natural causes or... If I die of mysterious causes... I'm going to test you for an insulin overdose because they say that insulin, because the body naturally produces it, if you if you inject insulin into someone, it's, it, it's almost impossible to trace. She'll know if I inject her with insulin. Yeah, Will not, I? If, not if you give her chloroform first. If you if you like if you like or if you roofie I her, love how we're suddenly like super worried about my well being right if now. You, if you roofie Nicole and she like is passed out, she won't know if you inject insulin into her. This is where we're so now when I tell people, oh my boyfriend does a murder podcast, they're saying, should I be worried about your safety? When this I, is why. This is why. So, like, so, so I'm when learning. I tell, when I tell people about the murder podcast, I literally like try to downplay the murder aspect of it and try to upplay the drinking. It's funny. Like, it is, really no, funny it's really funny. I always I always say it's a true crime comedy, and they look at me like what? Like I was just telling someone about it this past weekend, and I was like, so we talk about like. I was like, one roommate, and we don't know what we're talking about, but he gives us clues and make themed drinks, and like then we talk about murder. And they were like, can you give me an example? And I was like, um, well, yeah. So like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like us trying to explain it is not going to do you any good. True. It's very unique. Okay. So, but anyway, if I die, people help me. This guy. And then I was like, well, I I don't really talk about murder. I just comment on it. (laughs) Essentially you talk about murder and we comment on your story. So John's the one to be suspicious of. Yeah. So this guy was very like. Which he also fits two of the... um... This guy had an air of self-importance, and he thought he was better than everyone. Of course he did. He was a doctor. Exactly. Even though doctors today have, like, 
they're like oh a doctor like like they have a higher status like especially back then like i feel like education is more readily available to people now than it was Correct. back in the 1800s so being a doctor back then even though it means something today meant so much more back in that that time period mm-hmm. I'd agree. Like, in the first episode of the Bender episode, when the doctor was the only doctor in the town and he went missing, people were like, oh, fuck, where's our doctor? True. But if you go somewhere now, you'd be like, is there a doctor in the room? And then, like, four people could raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Or nurses. Like, healthcare, you don't just have to be a doctor to, like, yeah. be important. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Don't Hello? Okay, so... Did you um, turn my mic off? Is that what it's happened? No. <laughs> That's how it gets cut so seamlessly no. because he just turns off my mic. No. All right. So. All right. So the dad, Jen. I'm not petting. Or the just dad comes. Sure he's not chewing something. The dad comes and waves a shotgun. He gets married. The night after their wedding, he sneaks out, passenger ship. Then he gets a telegram a few days later that says, oh, Flora has died. Okay. So what does he do? Instead of grieving over his wife, even... He celebrates. He marries someone else. No. He goes on a murderous spree. He goes find a prostitute. He telegrams her dad and says, Hey, technically I'm married. That's my wife. So... I'm her next of kin and I I'm entitled to some compensation here. And he asked for $1,000, which is a lot back then. (laughs) And he wow. threatens her dad that he's going to sue her, sue him, because he's entitled to the money. This is right after she died. And he killed her. So the dad... Well, we, we the don't dad know that yet. Yeah. yeah, they don't know that yet. But, we, but the dad settled. And his dad obviously hates this guy. But he settled on $200. So she's dead, right? Flora's dead. All right. Um, he's back in London. And then he became he became a uh, women's clerk, like an abortionist clerk, like helping mm-hmm. out and stuff like that. Before he opened his own practice, he stayed there for a few years doing that. Finally, he said, "Fuck it, I miss Canada." So remember, all right. So he was in London, moves to Canada, moves back to London. Now he's going to Canada again because he misses the the weather and the. It's like a ping pong. But what table. are the years? Like when were the Jack okay, so the Ripper murders in comparison to that. Jack the Ripper is like 1885 to 1888, something like that. Was he living in London at that time? Yeah, but he hasn't really killed anyone yet. Except for his wife. Yeah. True. All right, so we're going to get to this. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, so I think we're getting so, a little ahead of ourselves. All right. Now he moves back to Canada, right? And he oh. opens his own clinic, the Dr. Cream's Clinic for Women. And it was very profitable. Now, it was a backdoor abortionist clinic, right? So abortion was, I don't know if it was illegal, but it was definitely. I think it was. Yeah, so it was illegal. Abortion was a legal backdoor clinic. But it was, his clinic was like marketed to help women through pregnancy issues, you know, to help deliver the babies, to help do all this stuff. But in reality, so he it was, was saying he was like a gynecologist, but he really wasn't. It was a backdoor abortionist clinic. That's exactly what it was. So. Um, have you seen Dirty Dancing? I have. They, John and Hillary just watched Dirty Dancing for the first time like a week ago. You really? Were at work. Yeah. Yeah, we all watched it. I, I enjoy that movie. It's a great movie. Nobody puts Baby in the Corner. It's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Strict nine mechanism. So, 
Strychnine. Strychnine is a poison. Strychnine. Um, strychnine. But it's going to be very interesting to know that strychnine is a poison because it inhibits or blocks um, the neuromodulation that usually is responsible for allowing potentials to either go from one neuron to the next. Should I make another pot of coffee? The next neuron. So strychnine, um, once it enters the body, will block IPSPs. So what are IPSPs? Um, we know. discussed in our previous videos that IPSP are inhibitory postsynaptic potentials. And these are potentials that are sent down to the... Okay, neuron. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Listen. I do. When you... T- when you Like, you know what I love about... I, you know what I love about, like, neuroscience? It's so... It's so broad, but, like, I, 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 like, I understood that... I understood what that meant because I know what the little neurons look like. You know what I mean? I love psychology. Like, I love it. I maybe should have gotten my... You know what? No. I can still go get another advanced degree in psychology if I wanted to. Jen's drunk. No, not drunk. Just buzzed. But but I just... <sighs> so, I'm going to be talking about strychnine and nux vomica which is the purest form of strychnine, a few drops will bring severe cramps, followed by lockjaw, and then 20 minutes of very painful, excruciating death. Excruciating. Excruciating death. So. <laughs> lockjaw, huh? Now, around this time, so after the whole shotgun incident and everything else, he started, because, you know, he's a medical doctor, he started getting addicted to a concoction of morphine, citrulline, and cocaine. Now, citrulline or strychnine or whatever it's called is a poison. So he was actually poisoning himself. Strychnine. Strychnine. He was making his own concoction of morphine. He was literally taking morphine, cocaine, and... Strychnine. Strychnine. Hmm. All right. Um, That sounds like a fun night. So now he's got his own practice. He's doing well. He's back in London. He's got the freaking Dr. Creams. Come to Dr. Creams if you got any women problems, especially if you got a little baby growing in you. Dr. Creams Women's Clinic was popping. Okay, around this time, there were a lot of streetwalkers, a lot of whores, all getting pregnant. They were flooding him. He was busy, busy man, 80-hour work weeks, giving abortions like crazy, you know. But don't tell the cops that. All right, in wa- and he is a busy man, so he didn't have time to fuck with little mundane shit, right? Like no, little petty not, shit. No, because like, he's too busy, like yeah. taking babies from their mothers. Right? Yeah, so little petty shit like Catherine Gardner that walks in crying. She goes into the clinic. Doctor Cream, this guy, this post courier. You know, I thought I loved him. I had sex with him. Now I'm pregnant. And uh, she's crying all over the place. And he moved away. And I can't, and he just left me. And now I'm pregnant. Yada, 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 yada. He's sitting there like, oh, my God, I have so many patients today. Will you shut up? She didn't have any money either, so she can't pay for an abortion. So he he is a hustler. He's not going to do it for free. So he's sitting there just like listening to her just ramble on about her problems, crying. This guy got me pregnant. Now my life is in shambles. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's just, ah, I couldn't take it. Grabs a rag, 
puts some chloroform on it, walks up behind her and just puts it on her mouth. Hmm. Right? He didn't want to kill her. He just wanted to shut her up. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Right? So he holds the chloroform over her mouth. This was some random girl that walked into her office, and he was just he was having a bad day, sick of it. Right? Chloroformed her, threw her out by the outhouse, and just left her there. But, like, does chlor is what's the amount of chloroform that you need to go from, like, just having someone pass out and killing them? One drops to two drops. Yeah, so she died. He didn't know that. Like, if you have one drop, they'll probably be okay. But if you have, like, two or three drops, you're But that's, like, you know, that's not a lot. It doesn't take a lot to kill somebody. Right. That's why chloroform is so special. (laughs) Special. Special. Catherine. Catherine? Yeah, Catherine. Catherine. I do not know you, Catherine. Catherine Gardner dies. Catherine? Catherine Gardner dies. Yeah, 19-year-old. He poisons poisons her with chloroform, throws her in the outhouse. Okay, around this time, he also figures out, which will play into his hatred for women, because he loves women. Oh, I'm sure he does. Right? This whole time... Loves to fuck women. Even when he was in university... He's a playboy. He was going to the brothels. He was picking up street whores. He was just getting that old cream. Around this time, Dr. Cream finds out (laughs) that since he's been visiting all these whores and prostitutes since he was in university. he has an STD? He has a lot of sex screwing all these hoes. I mean, he's probably in the triple digits here. Ew. Oh, my God. I mean, this was before you used condoms. This was like, you don't even pull out, really. Like that scene in Les Miserables when um, they go to the docks. It's actually called The Docks, the song. And like they're... The the prostitute scene. Yeah, so he has syphilis. Before she dream, before she sings, sings "I Dream a Dream," which is Jen. one of my favorite songs. I won't sing it. I promise. Jen, go on. He's sleeping with tons of women. I got it. He's got syphilis. Okay. Oh. Which do you guys know what syphilis is? Yes, it's an STD. I know it's an STD, but I don't know anything else about syphilis it. Syphilis causes headaches. It causes delusions. It causes mania. Everything. Oh. Is there a going to claim that involved? his murderous spree was based off of syphilis? Syphilis gets in your head and your mind and messes with your neurons and shit. Syphilis is in the DSM-5. Well, back then, they didn't really have a treatment, but he, he as a doctor, had his own treatment, which was heavy, heavy morphine. Anyway, hmm. think about that. So a whore gives him syphilis, which will play into future... Think about that. So he's back in Canada, and... Catherine Gardner, the girl that he threw in the outhouse, dies. And then he gets questioned by the detectives, like pretty hardcore. And they don't actually blame him for it, but his entire practice is completely destroyed. Everyone associates him with the murder of this girl, right? And um, the actual calls... Well, so the detectives detectives question him, and he says, she may have stole a bottle of chloroform from me because she was a patient. She may have stole it. Okay. Now, it was ruled as a homicide because no one can take chloroform and kill themselves. You can't... The, the detectives and the judge decided that you can't actually physically take a cloth, put chloroform on it, 
and put it over your mouth and kill yourself. Why not? Yeah, why because not? you you pass out and then your arm moves away from your mouth. So it's you, not possible. You can't hold an arm long enough to. Yeah, exactly. To what if you were laying down? Yeah, well, I feel like it's possible. Well, she was thrown in an outhouse. She wasn't laying down. She could. She died in an outhouse. That's like yeah. the lowest of the low. It yeah. it completely destroyed this guy's business. So what does Good. he do? He's not getting patience anymore. He moves back to the USA, right? He moves back to Chicago. Born oh. in this the is USA. February. I was born in the USA. All right. okay. Can I please get? All right, so this is 1880. All right, he's back in the USA. So he was in London. He went to Canada, went back to London. Now he's back in Chicago, the USA. This guy was such a great, like, this guy, his mind was so phenomenal with abortion related issues that he actually created the first morning after pill, the plan B. That you see in CVS, you can thank Mr. Cream, Dr. Cream, for creating the first abortion pill, hmm. the morning after pill. Interesting. Yeah. What was his morning after pill version? It was that, uh, like highly acidic. Yeah, it was, it was basically <laughs> and poison. You, and you it was up your strychnine. No, it was a tablet, strychnine. Strychnine. And strychnine. It was a poison, and it would basically poison the baby. <laughs> That's so awful. But he loved that strict night. But it wasn't a, it wasn't necessarily a morning after pill. It was more like No, it was the first. Pill. It was the first ever morning after pill. So he was giving abortions like crazy hmm. because everyone was coming to get abortions. But now they're coming to get pills and he was making more money off pills. He could just sell these pills, not have to worry about abortions, you know, just sell these pills. So like that almost takes the responsibility off of him even though he's the one that's giving these people their abortion. What do you pill. mean? Like, so he would... It depends on how far along those people are, probably. Yeah, I guess. But, like, he was the one physically doing the abortions. Yeah. Well, but instead, he became the person prescribing the pill, and then the mother chose to take that pill. Yeah. So, it was him and his chemist. I need to point out that he had a chemist that actually... He told him what the chemist to mix in the pills. His name was Frank Pyatt, right? And the chemist... Frank Pyatt actually developed pills. So they were kind of a duo. All right. That literally only lasted a month. And then Ellen Stack died from taking the morning after pill. <laughs> so that oh. that venture was over. So Well, at least he stopped once he knew that he killed a person. So he so that's technically his third kill, although yeah. so far all of them are like well, the first one was intentional, but we didn't the know. Second about one it, is the second one was intentional. Well, it, it was, but it wasn't. Like he, the first one was intentional, but the second one wasn't necessarily intentional. No, it was. It, yeah, but he, he still claimed it was accidental, but it probably wasn't. I mean, you can't if you chloroform someone and then throw their body in an outhouse. You pretty much murder them, whether they die or not. Mm-hmm. Even though this isn't the first time that he didn't finish the job, as you will. I'll, I'll get into that later. Anyway, so he killed this girl named Ellen Stack with the morning after pill. Now, that completely screwed his business up again, right? Oh, poor him. I know, right? He's having a hard time. <laughs> he's trying to live the entrepreneur life, and he's failing miserably. Then, he he gets he's more in this venture selling pills. He creates a pill for epilepsy, and actually completely remedies epilepsy. And it's using the citronine, uh, 
the same ingredients and stuff like that cures ep- epilepsy. I don't right? think it cures epilepsy. Like people still have epilepsy today. If he was to find a cure for epilepsy, you wouldn't have people with epilepsy today. Well, this was poison he was giving them. He's giving so, this strychnine so let me guess. poison. He get, he kills somebody with that. No. Well, oh. all right. So there's where the story goes now. So now he's got he had a morning after pill that was successful, but it kills someone. He's probably still selling it because he's a money maker, right? And this girl named Julie Stotts, her husband of sixty years old, he was a rail railroad worker with serious epilepsy seizures. Oh, that's like a really bad profession to have for someone who's epileptic. Yeah. Exactly. But she he they lived out of town and she was pretty old. Or oh. he was he was he was sixty, she was like twenty four. Oh, that's normal. So she would go... I guess it was normal back then. Yeah. So he he developed these epilepsy pills, and he became the husband of Julie Stotts. This woman um, became one of his clients, but he was so, so far out of town. He was so old, he just got Julie to go get the medication. And back then, if you go somewhere, even to a different city, you're not just going for the day. You're going... It takes forever to get there, probably a whole day. Well, yeah, because they didn't have cars back then. Yeah, exactly. So it takes forever to get there, and then you stay the night, stuff like that, right? And she was a good-looking girl. She was good-looking, right? So she would go and get these pills, these epilepsy pills, for her husband, stay the night in the hotel, and then go back. Well, obviously, they developed kind of a thing. And she was married, keep in mind, right? And... um. Anyway, so a few months go by, and they're hooking up, the married woman and him. He's a doctor in Mm -hmm. Chicago, and they're hooking up, right? And then she goes and gets the epilepsy pills, and then she kind of persuades him, if you will, that his epilepsy is getting stronger and he needs a higher dose. That's what he claimed. Basically, they plotted to kill the husband, him and her together. Well, that's pretty tragic. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. What's the point of marrying someone if you're just going to kill them? Might as well exactly. just kill them without marrying them. Then just forget all the paperwork. Well, if there was money involved, that's the way to get money. Yeah. So a lot of the times he was doing it for money. So if she became a widow... So the reason he did this was for money, right? So they were talking, and she's like, well, my husband's worth, you know, so-and-so, a lot of money... Life if insurance. life insurance, if he dies, right, and he's already over sixty, so they'll probably believe it's natural causes. If he dies, then I get a payout, and I'll share it with you. That's what they had decided together in the secret intimacy of their own, you know, because they were having an affair with each other. Does you that think? make sense? So anyway, he agrees and ups the dose a little bit, and then she comes that final weekend. To get the pill, the new dosage to kill her husband. And Saturday, June 11th, 1881, he receives a telegram that says, My hus- or that says the husband of Julie Scott is dead. So they conspire together to up the dosage of this poison, this strychnine. And they kill the husband. So right? is he the accomplice or the murderer? He's a murderer. 
Well, he's the one that prescribes it, so yeah. he's technically the murderer. Yeah, but he didn't administer it to her to him. Yeah. So here's how it goes. This is this is this guy's kind of dumb. All right, he's good looking, but he's stupid. Most good looking guys. He d- he receives a telegram that one of his patients died. Okay, he waits a few days. He's like, all right, all right. Well, it seemed to work pretty good. He's dead now. I'm just waiting for my payout, right? As they agreed, he didn't hear anything from old Julie Stott. Oh, she took a pill too. No, she didn't take a pill, but she didn't. She took the money and ran. She took the money and ran. She didn't pay him. They had agreed on a certain oh. sum, and he was expecting a wire transfer or whatever back then. He was expecting the money, and he didn't get it. And this was literally after two days. He probably would have gotten the money if he just waited, right? So after two days, this guy writes a letter to the Boone County coroner and says, Suspect Boone County. Boone County. That's Sus- in North Carolina. Uh, the letter says, suspect foul play, will write immediately Dr. Cream, and he was pointing to the, the death of that husband. Hmm. So he writes a letter saying that there's foul play because he didn't get the money, even though it was only after a few days, from Julie Stott. It, mm-hmm. Those things take time. She felt, he felt like he kind of screwed him over. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to out her, even though it would get him... In the the spotlight of the police, which was so stupid. Like, that why would he do stupid. that? Uh, yeah. So he, what he did was he accused his own pharmacist and Julia Scott or Julia Stott. He accuses pharmacist and Julia Stott, Julia Stott for conspiring together to kill her husband, even though he's the one that did it. Right. So things got pretty heated. Detectives were all over him. They were about to like, he shouldn't have. Re- he should not have wrote that letter. So he packs up his bags and he moves back to Canada. So remember, he was in London, goes to Canada, back to London, then he goes to the U.S. Now he's back in Canada. So this guy's all over the place. So he moves back to Canada. He's getting out of there. He's about to get arrested. A few days later, when he gets to Canada, he was arrested. Okay, and he's put in the Boone County Jail. But he wasn't executed until 11 years later. Exactly. Now, without his morphine concoction that he made and his cocaine, he would mix morphine, cocaine, and strychnine. strychnine, all kinds of shit. His migraines from his syphilis got really bad. Now, if you know syphilis patients, they literally go insane, right? I don't know any syphilis patients. Yeah. Oh, well. So, Joe... They, well, before, all right, so at the trial, everyone turned against him. Julie Stott, Julie Stott's the actual wife, played the, like, the widowed, depressed, I had no idea, idea. like, my life is ruined, like, he killed my husband, kind of, like, spoke in a soft voice. Mm. Everyone bought into it. So she didn't get anything. She was actually just there to testify against him and say that he did it. They weren't going to send a pretty little woman like Julie Stotts to prison. So, and also at the time, his cellmate, he confessed, you know, it was just kind of getting it off his chest. His cellmate actually testified against him too, plus a bunch of other people. Right, like neighbors and stuff like that. They all testified against this guy that he 
most likely killed this patient. So he gets life in prison, and she gets off scot-free, right? Which sucks. So without his morphine, his syphilis got worse, and he started getting hallucinations and night terrors, stuff like that. And this was in 1881, right? And he's in Canada. No, he's back in the United States. back in the United States. But prison was not, I mean, eight hours a day at least, the prisoners, including him, would go and they would literally break big rocks into small rocks. It was hard labor, not for a doctor, right? The whole time. His dainty hand. Exactly. Like. Do you know what these hands make? They make miracles. Yeah, so he like was... something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that's doctor's right. hands? Like, if you cut a hand off a doctor, like, that's literally their... their so they... Well, they it's a surgeon, anyway. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, a, a primary care. Like, a primary care doesn't have to have two hands. You can have one hand to be a primary care physician. Yeah. I mean, it would, you'd be a little bit disadvantaged, but, like, a surgeon needs, like, it. both hands. Okay, so... I mean, even his landlady that would have Christmas dinners and Thanksgiving dinners with him, turned on him, went to the trial, testified against him. Mm. Okay. She actually said that he tried to poison her daughter and her, which was completely fabricated. All right. She's just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. So Cream's attorney, right, was actually a pretty stellar, was actually a pretty good attorney. But still, he spent months in jail before the trial, then after the trial, he received term of your natural life, quote, that was life in prison, and then he became prisoner 4374, which is the title of the book that I was reading this. Oh. Yeah. So, um, now, he still had money, right? So, he his father had passed away the whole time, well, during his prison, during his prison sentence, the father actually believed the son, and he would support him and stuff like that so he kept him in the will plus he had savings you know to afford my son's a doctor how could he ever commit these crimes yeah so he had savings to afford a retrial and and more attorney fees and stuff like that so he was constantly looking for some evidence that would get him out of prison and he eventually found it daniel stott the guy that died Mm -hmm. julie stott's husband right his neighbor comes forth to the police and says, weeks before my friend and neighbor Daniel Stott died, 60-year-old man, I was getting these really... Weird vibes? Weird vibes, intuitions that the wife, his wife, Julie Stotts, wanted him dead, and she was actually plotting against him. That actually saved his ass. because How did that hold up in court? Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. This is after the court date. This was five years later. He's been in prison for five years. I know, but, yeah, but still, how, still. Would that relate, how would that exonerate him? It it doesn't exonerate him, but it does put her back on trial, right? Oh. So she gets grabbed. Well, the police grab her up, in theory, and then put her on trial because now she's a suspect, right? But they couldn't find her. She vanished. Mm. So... Ah. So now he's got reasonable doubt, right? So Do they retrial him? They don't retrial him, but um, in July of 1891, literally 
10 years after he was put in prison, a new governor comes to town and he looks at this, the evidence again and he releases him. So, yeah, he releases him after 10 years. So now he's mm. back and now he's pissed. He's had, and now he's back. He's had 10 Love years. Ten, I just uh, walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid luck. I should have made you leave your key. And I know him for just one second. You'd be back to bother me. And now go walk out the door. Just turn around now. You're not welcome anymore. Won't you forget your one? Okay, all right, you're done. So for 10 years, he's been doing hard labor. Because you know why? Because I'm going to say how it is. Because that bitch, that whore, Julia, set him up and she put him behind bars. And not only that, I don't really have sympathy for this. But guy, that whore that gave him syphilis and all those other women that burned him in his life. He spent 10 years in prison thinking about, okay, I finally know the truth. It's not me that's fucked up in this world. It's women. Women are destroying my life. That's the thoughts that come to his mind. Right. Well, that makes whether sense. Whether that's not yeah. true. But he got what? syphilis. You're, the, you're empathetic Ugh. to this guy? No, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. It's a tool of my He view. developed a, such a hatred for women. When he got released from prison, he went to live with his brother, Daniel, and his wife, Jesse. right? They were like a match made in heaven, always like hugging on each other. And he just looked at him. She wasn't a bad person, and he wasn't a bad person. But he just looked at her like, this little whore is just trying to take all my brother's wealth. He developed such a hatred for women, and then right then it clicked in his head. I know... How to make the world better. And I make the world better by getting rid of whores. Do not perceive me as criminal. I sought only to carry out my innocuous deeds upon the fallen wretches who spread their filthy afflictions to honorable gents like myself. Yeah, you're so honorable <laughs> so you go to a brothel. That, you know, it was all the most honorable men go to brothels. It was, totally. o- it was only natural that I should lie and wait until the very best opportunity presented itself. So he was living with his brother and his wife, and then it clicked. I, you know what? I spent 10 years in prison. Women I, got, I got syphilis. Julie's dad, member pointed a shotgun in my face, almost killed me. I luckily got rid of her. All these other whores are walking around London giving diseases to everyone. I now know my calling in life is to rid the city of London of these filthy whores. That's what he was thinking. That was his motive. Hmm. Hmm. So, all right. He's living with his bro- brother Daniel. And he's now back in London. He leaves on a, on a ship, a passenger ship, to go back to London. Hmm. Okay. And... At this time, his brother had secured him some of the drugs that he needed, which was the morphine, the 59. Nux Vomica, which is the 
the purest form of strychnine. Mm. I mean, it would kill you in within minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Excruciating pain. He had like 10 vials of that stuff, right? He gets on a passenger ship, and by the time he gets off the passenger ship, he's only got nine vials left. Hmm. In what year is this? 1891. Oh, a year before he dies. As I boarded the SS Tutnik, my fellow passengers were unaware of the large quantities of drugs stowed safely in my luggage. Enough to poison everyone. That's kind of like when you take cruises today. Like, they don't let you take your own alcohol, so people, like, put the put put the Listerine in their, bottles. Yeah. 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 So, but We're if you're totally going to do that when we take a cruise. But you know what? You know it's going to be easier for us because we don't have to worry about flying, so we don't have to put them in, the, like, the little oh, travel yeah. size boxes the cruises leave from Charleston. Mm-hmm. But I really want to take that cruise to Cuba I'm okay that leaves with from that. Charleston. No planes for you, John. It's fine. Enough to poison every one of them, should I so desire. Graduation gift for me. But it was important to keep a low profile on the journey. I may have had one weak moment during those days at sea, however, as upon arrival in Liverpool docks, should you happen to count those precious files once again, you would notice one lonely tube sitting Mm. empty among the fully replenished brothers. So someone died. Don't frown, dear. It was simply for practice and not a very significant traveler, if I remember rightly. So it was probably like a slave on the ship. Just some bitch who looked at me with contempt. Never mind. Oh, don't worry. I was quite careful in the administration to the dear woman's drink. Her vomiting and early demise were attributed to bad oysters from the buffet. I lost no sleep. It was necessarily... The oysters could do that. It was necessary rehearsal for my cleansing of the London streets. All right. He sits in prison for 10 years. He's got syphilis. Every night he suffers migraine, intense migraines, hallucinations, cramps. So when he was on trial for killing the guy, did like did he claim like he was he claimed not guilty but if i were him i would have claimed not guilty by reason of insanity because of his syphilis but also i understand why he didn't because he was a doctor and he didn't want people to know that he had syphilis yeah he didn't want people to know he's syphilis plus he he claimed not guilty i had nothing to do with it you know yeah i had nothing to do with this that was them i would have said i had nothing. that was a physician that i had gave nothing him, to do with this yeah. but also i have syphilis so that's what i would have said for, I mean, if you're convicted of murder, I mean, you know, on trial for murder, yeah, you got nothing else to lose. Like, I'd what are you going to... Yeah. I'd rather say I have syphilis than say, than, like, be put at risk for Yeah, it. because then, like, not... I mean, back then, they didn't have the internet, so, like, like, so only people in certain regions would know if you were claiming you had syphilis. Like, you could go to somewhere completely different and, like, pretend yeah. to be someone else and be like... No one would know. Exactly. You didn't have to tell them. And even if, even if, you know... Even if they did know, you'd be like, no, I was lying. I don't have syphilis. Like, what yeah. are they going to do? Not believe a doctor? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's a doctor, so obviously he's telling the truth. Obviously. Right? <laughs> so, all right. Obviously he's telling the truth. So he killed basically a horse. So, all right. Ten years. So he killed someone on the ship. He's got syphilis. Or Night terrors, hallucinations, migraines. Dogs excruciating pain from a woman he has sex with a woman gets a disease julie remember julie his wife Mm -hmm. his dad her dad tried to kill him 
he had to run away from her. And then his That's brother, tough life. his brother's wife, he was thinking, oh, she's just a gold digger. She's trying to, you know. So now his view of women, plus Julie Stott that testified against him, you know, the widow. So now he's, for 10 years, developed such a hatred for women. Now he's got a new M.O. And that M.O. is to cleanse the streets of London. Similar to Jack the Ripper during the same time. Because Jack the Ripper killed not the prostitutes, remember? Mm-hmm. So, he goes back to London, and he has a little test trial on the ship over, right? Some just random whore, he calls her, right? All right, so he goes to London, and he's wealthy, because his, his dad died when he was in prison, I need to point out. So, he got the family estate, mm-hmm. too. Okay. So, he goes back to Canada, gets the family estate. So, he doesn't really have to work if he wants to, Right. Now he's adopted a new name, Dr. Thomas Neal. Well, that's still his name. Yeah, but without the cream. He's, he's, he's missing the cream. He's got less cream in it than before. October 1891, he steps out of his rented apartment to claim his first victim. Why would he be renting an apartment if he has his family estate? Like, if I got my family estate, I would just move there, knowing that the mortgage is just paid off, and then I wouldn't have to pay anything about utilities. That's that's mm-hmm. stupid. Maybe he's just trying to, like, throw people off his trail so he had, like, an anonymous pl- place if he's renting and he could kill people there. I don't know. But, like, if he's renting, then you have to put your name, albeit a fake half, not even a totally fake, just a half fake name, to your to to the place that you're renting. If you own the place, like, and you're, I don't know. I, no one it, it was looking for It makes sense in my there. head, but it's not making sense out loud. But I just, I, I mean, know, like, I you, you still have to put your name you, down. Like, somewhere. Yeah, like you, like if you inherit that, like you don't have to. You can you're just not go, paying any yeah, rent to anybody. Yeah, else. exactly. You just well, maybe he just your like own. the rent. I mean, he was just there for a purpose. He was. He wasn't going to live in London. He was just trying to cleanse London. He was doing. But why would a he service? Cleanse? Why? Why? For, why wouldn't he just cleanse America? Because London... Well, we're okay with that. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that, but like... But, America! Fuck yeah! You know, and it's sunny out. Look at how nice it is outside right now. Yeah. But like, no, but going back to the main point, like, why would he specifically go to London? Was the whore that he got syphilis from in London? Yeah, no. she because, was in London. Yeah. Because oh. because the the one that he married was Canadian, and the one that he framed just got him is out, American, but he just goes... He just got out of prison in the U.S. Yeah, so... He, he got, wants to get the fuck away from there, plus he misses London. London is beautiful. Well, London is beautiful. And he misses the streets and the people and like the drinking. Plus, he so went to college there, right? So he's got college friends. He was a very outgoing I person. I watch Anchorman after this. Can we please? All right. If, listen. If it's on something. All right. Ba-da-da. I found myself strolling across Ludgate Circus. Despite the rainstorm pounding the cobblestones, there were plenty of young women advertising their trade. Mm. No, I shouldn't call them women as such. Strumpets may be a better word to describe those falling creatures. I don't hate that term. I kind of like that term. (laughs) Rhymes with crumpets. (laughs) Yeah, crumpets. Yeah, anything you associate with food for me is okay. Yeah, some were... Are, what are crumpets? Are they like a muffin and a croissant? I like, think that's they're like I, no. I think they're like little biscuits, yeah. kind of hmm. like popovers, but not. Hmm. We should have had those. Anyone who knows what a strumpet is, please email JanetTalkMurder.com. No crumpet. Yeah, we know what a strumpet is. Oh, anyone who knows a what a crumpet? 
<laughs> yeah. a, a crumpet. A crumpet. Little Miss Moffat sat on her toffet, eating her curds and whey. What are curds and whey? Whey protein? No. They don't have whey protein, by the time. <laughs> Aren't curds like a, like Cheese a lemon curds? curd? Cheese curds? That's such a gross word. It's curd. curd. It's maybe because it's that. Yeah, it, it reminds me of cottage it's cheese. It's like a pulp, I think. Yeah, like a pulp. But what something. is whey? Whey, W-H-E-Y, is a type of strand of protein, yeah. Yeah, I know that, but what was it back then when they had the nursery rhyme? Maybe it was like milk. I, I don't, don't know. know. What? Eating her curds and whey. Maybe she was a bodybuilder. I didn't probably. know that that was the same. What was... What? Curds and whey. You never heard that Can nursery we, rhyme? Please? Well, I've heard it, but I didn't know Little Miss Moffat sat on her toffee eating her curds and whey. What's the rest of it? Little Miss Muffet is a fucking whore. <gasps> Let's get on with the story. Okay. No, she's not. She was like a child. You, you guys interrupted me that. during my thing. All right. But we had a serious All right. talk. All right. So some were lonely old sots with pockmarked complexions and grease-stained blouses. Like a just, hickey from Kaniki, like a Calmark card. Just begging for the opportunity to earn a few shillings to pay for their next drink. Mm-hmm. I had nothing against those old dears. Well, I think you did. nothing a handful of lethal strychnine granules wouldn't sort out. But a fellow has to have standards. That's a really good book. All right, so he was, he was on whore-killing mode right now. So he met a girl named Ellen Donworth, right? I like that name, Ellen. So Ellen was a whore. So, so he actually... He, it took him a while to kill his first victim. So he was going to the brothels and going to the streets, getting, you know, but he never could find the right moment. Then finally, Ellen Donworth came. They had sex, like, all night. So he would, I mean, he's a wealthy doctor. All night, he would dress long, up. All night. He would take the process. All night long, all night. Go ahead. You asked for it. He would take the prostitutes, the whores, to fancy dinners. He's taking them to a fancy dinner. I mean, on their time, he's still paying for it. Hmm. He would get them nice wine, get them all It's like going to drunk, halls. Like really nice stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. He would go to halls in Charleston. So good. You know, <laughs> the juiciest steaks in town for my whores. Really right my, We're going to have burgers later. My, I'm, I want a cream. Wait. Cream would take these whores to the nice, juicy steaks with cream. But not a seafood dinner. Yeah. Nice wine. Then they would go back to their room. That's from Anchorman. The rented, babe. A nice seafood dinner. Babe. Oh, yes. Yeah, I wasn't going I didn't get that. that. Oh, my God. I never got that until now. Okay, can we get this? I don't think it's sexual. Oh, you weren't meaning it in a sexual term. No. Can no, we, I, I mean, considering the clues, I don't know what to think is sexual and not sexual just, anymore. I was just quoting Anchorman. I don't know if Anchorman Take to a was, nice seafood dinner. I don't know if that was supposed to be sexual. Maybe Where'd you get your clothes? The toilet store? You already used that joke. All right, so they were in a previous episode. They were in the hotel banging it out. You know, she was getting cream, literally getting cream. Okay, that's a little too far. There's a line. There's a line, and here's John. So it's like two in the morning. They're in a rented hotel, and then Cream, Doctor Cream, gives her a couple pills tablets she's like take these you'll feel really good if you take these she's like okay i'm a whore i'll take whatever if you pay me so she does and then he realizes well they're in a hotel all the guests are going to hear her because remember the strychnine gives are the walls thin there too are there no walls that aren't thin 
he gives her the concoction of strychnine. And then he's like, well, shit, I didn't really think this through. And in 30 minutes, she's going to be convulsing. She's going to be screaming. Everyone's going to know. And then I'm going to be walking out like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. So See, if I were to kill someone, I wouldn't give them something that would be excruciatingly painful. I would uh, like want them to like not be in pain. There's the side. But I'd still you. get like, I would like no, that way chloroform. I could still. Chloroform. Is chloroform less Chloroform painful? doesn't really kill people unless you but, hold but it. If, but yeah, like, it could... Like, they can I, also okay, test so for... like, chlor- number one, I wouldn't kill anyone, but, like, if I were to kill one, someone, I'd be like, even though I'm, like, Do it killing right, you, like, I don't want you to, like, suffer. Yeah. But is that the point of, like, violent murders is to make people suffer, but, like... I mean, it depends. I guess I just wouldn't be a good murderer. All right, so they're in the hotel. He's like, holy shit. Within 30 minutes, everyone's gonna be know what's going on everyone's gonna wake up and i'm gonna be the guy you know so okay i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take her to a local pub because the effects haven't really kicked in yet so they actually go to a pub and they have a drink in public yeah so they go to a pub the wellington public house they have a drink so it make it look like she's dying exactly exactly they walk out that's smart and then she starts having these really bad cramps like all right when you have cramps you don't sound like that it's not like that it's not it's more like no no it's not like that either it's more like it's more like oh my god someone's sticking a knife in my uterus i want to die that's more like what is accurate so she was having uterus cramps really bad and he poor girl he's like i fucking finally commiserate with that fucking finally this shit is you know taking effect so he being the gentleman he is, oh, so gentle. Grabs her ever and so says, slightly. It's gonna be okay. Leans her against a light pole, and then he fucking books it. He's <laughs> 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 okay. It's okay. You're gonna be okay. You're all right. I can just imagine that, like him, like stroking. Yeah, her like, like, like it's gonna be okay. Okay, girl. bye. Good girl. Bye. Be quiet. He, yeah. <laughs> He could hear her like That's screaming. That's the sound clip. That's the sound clip that you used at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Peace. Bye. <laughs> no, he could like hear her. He Are could we hear totally her. Desensitized to murder. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been eleven episodes, so uh, he can like hear her screaming and in chronic pain as he he leaned her against a pole and left. That doesn't you know? sound good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so now he's got his, you know, he's getting all excited because now he has his first real. I mean, the cruise ship that was. Can we talk else. about what year this is? Can you remind me? Where are we? Time yeah, line. this was uh, 1891. So she's dead, and then of course the all the detectives <laughs> are you know investigating. Cause she's found literally dead, leaning against a light pole. <laughs> <laughs> So during this, this doesn't belong here. During this time, he's scanning the papers from the days after, trying to get all the information he can, see how much they know. The paper said death by strychnine and morphia, which is morphine. That's like in that movie, Mystic River. Administered like- by persons unknown. That's what the letter said. Okay, so this guy, if he would just stop writing fucking letters, he'd probably be okay. 
But this guy wrote another damn letter, oh right? What an idiot. The it's like he wants people to know how smart he <laughs> well, is. I, I, feel, I like, feel like this is something you would do. Like you like would like want the... them to know how smart you are. Yeah. And that, but also at the same time, it's, like this is a, probably what happened. It's but it wasn't me. He's yeah. like, I'm too smart for you people. Not really. I think he just wanted money. All right. So listen. How this have is, you not finished your coffee? Like, I've had, like, three cups of coffee with... I know. He's that, behind. Talk about yeah. we all drink together. You're yeah, far behind. you are behind. That's why you've been peeing out of your urethra. Thank you for getting that right for once. Yeah. I'm, like, shocked. Okay, yeah. so... It's taken, like, 32,000 times. At only 11. The letter. The letter to the deputy coroner that he, coroner that he wrote says, I am willing to say that if you and your satellites fail to bring the murderer of Ellen Donworth, alias Lionel. Lionel. Right? So, so he's actually... Ah, yeah, because he actually, lies against the light post. Yeah, he's actually trying to <laughs> misdirect them. To justice, I am willing... All right, so he's such a great guy. He's going to offer his services. I am oh, willing... Oh, what a nice guy. I am willing to give you such assistance... <laughs> I am willing to give you such assistance, provided your government is willing to pay me, you know, three hundred thousand dollars for my services. Three hundred thousand dollars. No pay back then. Not yeah. successful. I mean, three hundred thousand dollars today would be all right for a few years for me. I wouldn't have to do anything. Oh yeah, I'd be good for like yeah, five that was like years. Like a million and a half dollars or something. I don't know. So that is obviously a red fucking flag. He's he's That's on a roll. Four. He's on a roll now. Because we have the wife. Yeah. The, the lady in the outhouse, the husband, which technically he didn't kill, but he prescribed the medicine to, and now Ellen. So that's four. I think so, yeah. So he's a certified serial killer. So he's True. walking around all these pubs in London, and the there's pubs. this girl. The pubs. Matilda Clover. Oh, Matilda. She's an alcoholic. You can find her in the pub at 10 a.m., just like you guys are getting drunk at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. Uh, no, nope, not until 10.30. You can find Matilda Clover there, too. And she's she's pretty. She's not, like, hot, but she's... I don't like that word. I'd rather be called beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I don't like hot. Though. I don't like hot, and I don't like cute. So I don't cute's good. I don't like it. I, I think it's too, like, girlish. Mm. I'm a woman. True. It's like the guy thing that we were talking about earlier. Kind of guy versus different. man. Okay, so she found or so he found this girl. And he's seen her a few times, but then they finally hook up. Right? And they and she's she's I don't think she's a prostitute, but she is kind of alcoholic, kind of Lucy. Yeah. So Lucy Goosey. They go, they hook up, they drink. He takes her a nice juicy steak, and then she's about to get some cream, right? So they go back to the hotel. He gets the. She wants the cream. She really wants the cream. You literally just said this two seconds ago. I always repeat myself. He, they he go. Thinks his own puns about cream is hilarious. They go. <laughs> they go and they hook up, and then he poisons her, and then he's like, "Peace, Bye. I'm out." All right. I'm so outie. that's like what five. That's five. Okay, but then he turns a new leaf. This guy hates hates women and hates whores, right? We know that. Because he has syphilis. Well, not only that, but all the times yeah, women yeah, have yeah. fucked him over, right? Yeah. So many times. Well, but, we don't know about before the the first, the wife. We don't know about anything before that. So there could have been more instances. True. But. but 
he meets a girl. And he actually really likes her this time, right? He falls in love. Wow. He falls in love, man. I mean, he's head over heels. How many heels does it take to fall in love? Five. Apparently, apparently five. Well, he's head, her name is Laura mm-hmm. Sabatini. Laura Fisher? Oh. <laughs> She's not rich. Her family's not rich. They're middle class, so he's not doing it for money. He just really likes this girl. I don't know, something about her. It just clicks, you know. Something in the way she but moves. He he kind of thinks like I kind of want to marry no this girl. Lover. Right. He he wants to marry this girl. She's attractive, and she gets him. But you know, there's a thing that he's keeping from her. Right. The fact that he's murdered five other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that thing. Just like that little <laughs> thing. It's a minor detail. Yeah. Semantics. It's fine. So he falls in love, but then around the same time, his, you know, his father had died in the pre in previously. So the the state the the home actually gets sold around this time. So mm-hmm. he goes to make sure all the paperwork's done. Right. Yada yada yada, and claim his portion of the. You know the state cell, so he has to go back to Canada. Mm-hmm. So he tells Laura, his love, his future wife, his de amor, that he'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> Going back to episode two, yeah. On that one. So now he's in a bind, right? Mm-hmm. Because he didn't want Laura, his new love, to know anything about the death. Of Ellen Donworth. Or anyone else. Or anyone else. Yeah. So he's thinking, like, what? Like, I mean, I really love this girl. How can I get... How can I not tell her that I killed all How can people? I not tell her, right? So what does he do? Probably the smartest thing you can think of, right? He ordered about 200 leaflets with the word Ellen Donworth's death to the guest, assigned it to the guest of the Metropole Hotel. Ladies and gentlemen, I hereby notify you that the person who poisoned Ellen Donworth on the 13th last October is today in the employ of the Metropole Hotel and that your lives are in danger as long as you remain in this hotel. Signed, W.H. Murray. He took out a fake newsletter and just said someone at this random hotel. Yes, exactly. He's like paranoid, but like, (laughs) what a weirdo. Yeah. Like he's just continuing to draw attention to the murder that if he (laughs) didn't do anything. Everyone else forgot about. Yeah. Yeah. If he didn't do anything about it, it would have not been suspicious. So he tried to throw them off. It's kind of like when Hamilton wrote the Reynolds pamphlets about his affair with Mariah, um, Mariah, what's her last name? Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, and he was like, "This is what happened because he thought that they were gonna frame him for um, like treason and uh, embezzle- embezzlement." So then he just wrote the pa- Reynolds pamphlet about how he had an affair. Here's the thing: I want you guys to know, he wrote that he went back to Canada, right? Mm-hmm. The murder happened in London. So he wrote the pamphlet from Canada and assigned it to a random hotel in Canada that he wasn't staying at. <laughs> idiot who does that he's like, a weirdo yeah that's so strange <laughs> like the canadians sucks. like back then like i said the news wasn't as as uh available 
today as it is back then. But also, like, we don't hear about the things that happen in other countries, like the sm- like the murder cases, unless they're like really high profile. So, like, we don't hear yeah, about that no. stuff in America, and I'm sure as other countries don't hear about the things that happen, you know, in America. Yeah, they hear about so, it, mass shootings and stuff. Yeah, like, that, like mass shootings. I'm sure that. they hear about the whole police thing, but like, but but like to the people of Canada were probably like, what the, like, what is this? Like, why are you sending us a pamphlet about this? Who is Ellen Danforth and why do we care? Yeah. So his wife was actually getting suspicious, obviously, because he was... Oh, they got married. Can we talk about them? Did they get married? No, but... Laura. They got married. Not yet. So she was his living girlfriend. Yeah, living girlfriend. (laughs) But he would get her to write... He, all right, the whole time he was writing letters to the deputies and all this stuff, and he would get her to write them to use different handwriting, and then she would get all like, um, "What are you making me write?" kind of shit. And then he's like, "Oh no, it's for a friend. I have a friend that knows a lot of information." So he would actually write That's a syphilis. Like, asking for That's a, a friend. Syphilis. His friend is an imaginary friend. Asking for a friend. He would he would write these. All right, so. He would write, after Ellen Donworth died, he would write all these physicians and pharmacists and say, hey, I know that you are the one that gave, that did this. If you don't pay me money, then I'll out you. Basically, they don't want any... In- so, like, he... So, he pro- <laughs> this is where I probably won't have it. He had a list of, like... Because he used their services, he probably had a list of yeah. pharmacists who would prescribe deadly medications and poison and all this stuff. And so, in order to... Like, he would blackmail them even though they weren't involved. Exactly. Right? Is that right? So, like, he knew the guilty people. So, yeah. he could be like, I know that you are, like, killing people through your prescriptions. Is that... Correct. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, like, these doctors and pharmacists didn't really want to deal with it because by the time, like, like I said, that one time that it happened to him, it destroyed his business. So if someone outs you mm-hmm. as a pharmacist of killing someone, even though it's not true, it still may destroy your business. Right. So he was banking on the fact that they'll just pay him. And did they? No. No one fucking paid this guy. In fact, well- in fact literally one... One like prominent doctor just forwarded it to Scotland Yard and said, "Can you check this guy?" <laughs> like, mm. I mean, this guy was a wacko, right? Yeah. All yeah. right. So now he leaves back from Canada and he goes back, and you know his future wife Laura, they're in love. They start rooming together. She gets worried, but then you know she believes him. All this stuff. So. He tells her, well, all right, so I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm busy, you know. So I might be spending a few weeks at the hospital. A few so weeks. So don't, don't worry about me if I'm not home, right? So he goes out. He's still on the hunt, man. I mean, even though he's in love and all his butterflies. Well, he's looking for horse kill. Yeah, he's still trying to cleanse London. He's doing a service. Okay, on the 4th of July, we thank thee for doing your service. Anyway, so he's trying to cleanse London. Um, So the next victim, Louisa Harvey. Now, Louisa Harvey is a streetwalker, but she's, she's been in the business for a long time. She knows all the tricks. She's been doing this for 30 years, right? She's well built. She's pretty for an older lady. She's got some, you know, big knockers. 
That's from the text. <laughs> big hoo-hoos, big tater tots. Tater tots. So yeah. that's I've never heard them referred. They to get a hotel room as always. They drink and she's kind of playing them, not really, but you know she knows that he's got all his money. So they go and have a good time. She kind of drains them. Oh, speaking of tater tots, I can't wait for my potato salad. Yeah, me too. In the hotel room, they do their thing. I mean, they have sexual intercourse, and then is that what you mean? He he's clear. like he's like, hey, take these and make you feel better. You know, the strict and nine. So he thinks that she takes them, and I guess she does because he doesn't really hear about anything. Doesn't hear about the death or anything so she takes the pills and then you know he knows he's got 30 minutes so he leaves out the front door oh i got doctor shit to do it's 2 30 in the morning but you know i'm a doctor so i got doctor shit he books it right and then he's every day he's checking the papers to see the murder you know trying to see how much the detectives know you know what i'm saying how many more but did he there? but did but did they did she, she actually died right she he didn't see the name in the paper he kept checking but soon like literally two days after he was like you know what i'm i've been i'm experienced now you know i've been practicing i'm not a novice anymore i need to move up to the intermediate level you know and perfect my craft i think i'm gonna do a double header two girls at the same time oh we're doing a double header today wow uh, yeah we are goes to the brothels and goes around the street like to Tyr- the red light district like Tyrion lannister finds two beautiful but you know slightly used whores <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you literally described them like cars <laughs> Like these are people. You can't just describe people like cars, even though they have a slightly, you know, not great profession. You know, they're still people. You can't slightly used <laughs> leather interiors <laughs> runs like a champ. So he's ready, man. He's ready to to take two one at the same time. I do too. So he found two girls, and they're kind of younger. They haven't been walking the streets as long as Louisa. But, you know, they'll do. Be a good, you know, first one, pop my cherry. I mean, they wanted the cream. Both of them wanted cream. He already has syphilis. I don't think he's popping his own cherry. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. He was was having sexual intercourse with a lot of women at the time. And spreading it. He was spreading syphilis. He's the one that's spreading it, not the whores, quote unquote. He was spreading syphilis, yeah. So, anyway, um,. That's pretty hypocritical. Yeah. So same thing. Typical. He gets mm-hmm. gets some steak dinner, nice juicy steak dinner, and I mean, then they why start. Do you think they call it hypocritical because of Hippocrates. Mm. True. And Hippocrates was a man. True. It's all the man's fault. Men are the superior. He gets these two street walkers, and they get go get a nice juicy steak, and then they just they go back to the hotel because they want some cream. You know, you know. Every time I, I understand Just that they're gonna have sex. Yeah, like I, every time that you say that they get a juicy steak, I'm sure this is his mo. But you're just making me hungry, and it's not fair because We're it's been three hours, and I am starting to get hungry, and I don't want to eat all my potato salad before the burgers, and that's what I'm gonna I don't go for. Three hours. Okay, so he's got the two girls, Menage Cream, right? Oh, and they're gross. in the hotel room. Same thing. 
you know, you want to take these pills and make you feel good. You know, you already got the cream. Now it's time to relax and feel good with these pills. So, of course, they take them. And, obviously, they have convulsions and All die. All these people are so willing to take pills from strangers. Yeah. Well, he's a pharmacist. He's a doctor. Um, so, the two women of the night die and then he's like i gotta take a break i you know the heat is too much right now plus you had jack the ripper which could have been him you don't know but he was slashing up prostitutes left and right but he wasn't slashing though was he yeah he was he would cut their innards out you didn't say that i don't don't, i'm not doing jack the ripper but yeah but you said he just gave them pills and they would die this isn't jack the ripper I'm yeah, saying that the you, same. But you said earlier that he could be. He could be. No but one knows didn't for sure. But say that he was slashing them. He could have had two different things. You, it's, have, to, you have to. All right. All we, he was doing is drugging them. This guy, he's not Jack the Ripper. Most likely, he's not. But he may be. But he may be. A lot of people. I've been very focused straight. on a lot Jack. Of pe- yeah, I, I know am. you have. What the fuck? I am. He may have been because it was the same time period. And he was a master surgeon, which so was Jack the Ripper. And there wasn't a lot of those back in the days. Plus, he was in the same area at the exact same time. And he had the surgical knowledge to and do that. And then he said goodbye, Jack. Exactly. He could have been doing both. We, we don't know that. He never confessed to that. Okay, so anyway. He decided to take a break. Maybe he yeah, and Jack the Ripper. Yeah, maybe they were Is best friends. Say? Yeah. Whoa. He most likely knew him. Can you get out of my head? No. All right, this guy was a prominent... Listen, this guy was in every social circle in London. All the prominent senators, the actors, the physicians, the doctors, the surgeons, everyone. He was top of the line. He was very sociable. He knew everyone. Most likely, he did know Jack. If he wasn't Jack himself, no one can prove that he was Jack. It is a possibility all right, let's but go. They, okay, let's they get very on. well could have let's just at on. least known each other. Exactly. Yeah. Let's move on. So I see that as like. So he decided to take a break. So now he's just taking a break from the killing to get the heat off. Oh, that's good. So he's like I said, he was sociable. He was in this nice convention, this wine, cheese kind of thing. All these big, um, big people that have money, wealthy individuals. They were all drinking, and then he runs into a guy, John Haynes. John Haynes was a former detective, Scotland Yard. And in fact, he knew a lot of people in Scotland Yard at the time, which, you know, Scotland Yard from Sherlock Holmes, very, mm-hmm. like, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the FBI of yeah. Britain, right? Is it well, no, it's way better. Scotland Yard has a fantastic record. Well, I know, but I'm just, I'm just trying to like compare. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking, yeah, maybe. Isn't, is it similar to the FBI so. yeah. of the United States, but it's just, just in Britain? Elite. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, he struck up a convo. I don't know why I said convo. I have it written down. He struck up a conversation with John Haynes, and he was drinking a little bit. Plus, he was on morphine and cocaine and fucking weed and all kinds of shit. He, he, at this time, he was taking to cure Probably his syphilis, too, which you know? I do not condone for anyone. True. So he struck up a conversation with this guy, and they were drunk. And John Haynes was very interested because he was a former detective. And he was interested in, because he knew everyone was, all these women were getting poisoned. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how does this work? Like, what... What is this strychnine and what what is this chloroform? Or what is this stuff? And you know, he just started talking, yada yada yada. And then he started mentioning names of victims that weren't published by the tabloids, right? Oh. And details that weren't published 
that you shouldn't know as a regular citizen. So John Haynes picked up on that as a former detective. Obviously, he turned him in to Scotland Yard, and they arrested him. In 1892, he was arrested. So this was right after the Jack Ripper murders, Mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, everyone at that trial, everyone, John Haynes, all his friends, neighbors, everyone that knew this guy, Dr. Cream, testified against him. Not only that, do you remember the girl he killed, Louisa mm-hmm. Harvey? Yeah, she didn't die. Guess who walks to the door? Louisa oh. Harvey. With the two pills. Oh, she didn't shit! Shit! I told you, Damn. I told you, she was, she's a pro, man. She's been doing this for 30 years. Well, no wonder she was so willing to take them. Yeah, she didn't she, really take dude, them. She yeah. was, but wait, so he, okay, cause so just re- re- remind me. So he like, he gave her the pills. She pretended to pass on. Then he pieced and then she yeah. spit the pills out. No, she just didn't take them. So he wasn't, he, she was like, oh yeah. Kind of like put them behind her, you know, oh. hit them. Wow. And then she Good didn't. For you, Lisa. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I got to go. You. you know, I got to go. Good luck with that. That's <laughs> hey, why. Bye. Th- bye. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why he was checking all the newspapers. After every oh. murder, he would do that. And he didn't see, he anything. Didn't see anything. And then that. guess who? And it was like they're in like the courtroom. Missy they're in the courtroom. And Thomas Cream, Dr. Thomas Cream is up there. And he's like, man, I, I have like half and half a chance. I, th- I think there's not enough evidence to convict me. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to get acquitted. And then all he saw sudden, a ghost. All of a sudden, the door blasts open. And she's kind of a bigger girl. She's like bulky, right? You know, she's like, kind of like. Like me. Well, no, she's like, well, she's like, you know. You can like just six, say it. It's fine. Not, no, she's like, I don't know. Stout, I guess. Stoppy? She walks through, like she pushes the door open. And she's like, hold on. That, that's totally uh, me, actually. Shit. That's totally me. And then as soon as... Excuse me. As soon as he sees her, he's like, uh... Whoa. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, Nell... You try to kill me, but... Mm-mm. Nell in the coffin right there. That was done. Yeah. So that was, that was it, man. Mm. You know, he's just sealed his fate. She, her that's showing it. up, sealed his fate for good. And then he was scheduled to be hung. Hanged. Hanged. So he was hung. Hanged. Cream was hanged on the 16th of November, 1892. The executioner puts the potato sack over his head. Do you have any last words for your victims or your family? I guess that's how executioners talk. Put the noose around him, and he said, Goodbye, Jack. And then the platform opened, and it broke his neck, and he's dead. Good. Hmm. That wow. Was, that was the cream. Wow. I'm, wow. So I any questions? I wonder, uh, I'm torn between was he Jack the Ripper or did he just know Jack the Ripper? Or did he not know Jack the Ripper and he wanted to leave an air of mystery? You got to keep in mind that there's been a lot of people accused of being Jack the Ripper. I'm sure there Jack was. Jack the Ripper was a media sure. sensation. It was a celebrity. So if you were even... Could have possibly I mean, he could have also, like, you know how they have, like, copycat killers? And even though his method wasn't a copycat killer, like, maybe he was inspired by Jack's No, he wasn't. No, he came up with that motive all on his own. No, I'm not talking. Oh. I'm not talking about, like, 
killing killing women and like, yeah like street maybe, walkers and- yeah like not talking about the method of killing i'm talking about like he heard about jack the ripper killing the street walkers and then was like you know what like i've been burned too and like he used a combination of maybe um like information from knowing that there was another serial killer out there so that he wouldn't be as likely to be caught but also his own motivation for his hatred against women yeah, because he had a hatred. Well, yeah, I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he could have used that as a potential cover, even though it wasn't the same method of killing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I really need to do more research on Jack the Ripper. but I think he's more likely to be Jack the Ripper than anyone else that I've heard so far. Yeah, definitely not H.H. Holmes. Yeah, I think not that's total close. bullshit. This guy, yeah. But, I mean, he was... Although, all right, it would he, make an interesting case. Yeah. This guy does all right. So he's he's surgically inclined, yeah. right? He's he has a vendetta against streetwalkers mm-hmm. in London. Yeah, in the same. I think area, same time frame. At the same time frame. Mm-hmm. So if he like, wasn't Jack the Ripper, he probably was friends. Like he, yeah. like if if yeah. there were so few surgeons in that time frame in yep. London, mm-hmm. if he wasn't him, he probably knew him. And yep. remember, he went to. I McGill. mean, no, he went basically to his noose. Yep. Because he was still, you know, he had a future wife, Laura. Oh, yeah. And she believed in him mm. the whole time. So she, he didn't want to confess no. to all these things, right? So was, I mean, maybe oh, he did slash question, up all those girls. Question. Do we know if Laura was pregnant? Maybe they No, had she a, never got pregnant. Well, maybe they were going to have a son and name him Jack. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. The, the fact is that all right. So all right, here's the possibilities with that. That is where the rumor per- perpetuated. There's there could be a couple of theories. Maybe he Number never one, said that at all. Maybe yeah. that's what I was saying. Maybe he never said that at all, and the executioner just wanted like his five minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. True, because that he was a celebrity. Jack the Ripper was a celebrity. Right. Maybe that was the case, and he said nothing at all. Or maybe he did say that. So if you take that part out, can you connect them? I think maybe. he still, you could. still could. But the the fact that he said, the fact that he didn't say, I'm Jack the Ripper, and then he died, and he said instead, goodbye, Jack. Goodbye, Jack. I, I feel like you can't really make that up, you know? Yeah. It, I, it's an interesting words yeah. to, to choose for, for sure. Mm-hmm. If if the, if that's true, yeah, if that, it's true, yeah. it's definitely an interesting choice. Yeah, he can say he's saying goodbye to his alter ego. He could mm-hmm. be saying it's goodbye to his friend or mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. That's that's the, that's the theory because he did have syphilis, which yep. is a it's an STD, but it's also the only STD that affects you mentally. It, mm-hmm. it destroys your neurons and mm-hmm. makes you literally have split personalities, completely delusional. So. Could he had had a split personality of Jack the Ripper, and in one some nights go out and slash people up with all his hatred, mm-hmm. and other nights just take him out mm-hmm. as dates and just seductively, slowly poison him to death? Could be, you know. So that's just what's interesting know. theory. Yeah, because um, Jack the Ripper was never caught, and and the fact is, this guy is the closest one. To have been pinpointed as the actual Jack the Ripper. Hmm. There's no been no one else yeah. that has been spotlighted 
Except as for the closely fact that related as, as this guy. As fa- except for the fact that for his known victims, he did not rip them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to uh, find out and let you know. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk Murder to Me. We will see you back at part two of our doubleheader later today um, or next week whenever it gets published. Onward. Yeah, I want to say one thing. Congratulations to myself because the entire three hours we sat here, there was not one mention of Spice World or Spice Girls. So I win. No, you don't because... I win. No, because there have been other Goodbye, I'm stopping it. So, he's got to take a look. remembers your name when, when you're strange. Future John, cut this. So. People are out in the rain when you're strange. So, listen. They, when you're strange. Oh, that was good. Future John, cut all of that. <laughs>